Welcome to Creatively Anzi, Stories, Plays, Poems. This is the second podcast. Um, I know the first one was split into two, so it was like part one, part two. But this is officially the second podcast. And so we are going to be continuing on with the Galactic Confessionary, where we left off. So we are now on chapter seven. And so I'll be continuing on with that. A quick reminder as to what the Galactic Confessionary is about. I'll do the blurb again. As host to one of the most powerful confessionaries in the galaxy, Shoshana has advice on one of the deadliest beings alive. There is no secret she hasn't heard of, or situation she wasn't able to fix, aside from her own secret. Higher Angel Seth is the youngest higher angel in existence, and it's his job to punish and neutralise wayward angels, immortals and mortals along with any threats that break and challenge angelic law. Shoshana's existence is a threat to angelic law. But despite her existence challenging everything Seth believes in, He's compelled by her, and the Elder Council needs Shoshana's skills to uncover a new powerful weapon that has the ability to kill immortals. Chapter 7. House of None. Shoshana. Shoza opened her eyes. She'd meditated for almost an hour, but the moment she looked around her opulent room, the need to close her eyes and centre herself arose. Shoza got up slowly. The entire room something out of a fantasy she would never even have thought to dream up for herself. It was more beautiful than any high-end hotel or even palace she'd ever stayed in. And despite at first being amazed at her surroundings, now all she could think of was that these four walls would be her constant companions till she didn't even know when. Angels were immortal, and immortals didn't view time like others did. She'd once heard a vampire refer to 200 years as a little while. She couldn't even fathom living that long, especially if it would be away from her friends, her family. Friends she told herself not to make. Bonds she had always stoutly denied, but in the end had no hope of avoiding. Despite Chase having sent her calming emotions through her entire meditation session, something he usually refrained from doing, because ten minutes and she could calm herself. Her vision blurred with tears, and she rushed to the bathroom to wash her face, and was caught by the elegance and beauty and the size of the place. Everything had been designed with the sheer size of wings in mind. The doorways were wider, the shower huge, the bath appearing more like a small pool. Wings that she did not have, wings that she would never have. Yet another aspect that marked her as different, as a half-breed, as other. The calming emotion stopped and was replaced by an image of a party with soiled food. Shoza smiled through her tears. Yeah, I know. Pity party over. If I ever want to leave this place, I need to graduate and I still don't even know what that requires. They sent her an image of a library. Yeah, you're right. I need to do some research. I need information about this place, about my mother, about angel training, about what I am, and okay, that is probably not available in the library, but I'll find out because I don't plan on staying here for long. Shoza stepped out of the bathroom almost an hour later. She didn't know how other angels bore living in the place as beautiful. Even the water in her bath had felt glorious on her skin and had tasted divine. She didn't know what soap she had used or where it was from, but it smelt so pure. Now she realised that any clothes she had would be inadequate for this place. Having rifled through her entire wardrobe, which was so small it had fit into one small bag, she settled on a black tunic and brown leggings. She combed out her hair, which had gotten soft and manageable under the glorious shampoo she had found in the cabinets. Now she braided her hair and twisted it into a neat updo. Then she settled herself behind a large ornate desk that wouldn't be out of place in some 18th century British royal palace. Had the earthlings just copy and pasted everything from heaven to earth? Smiling, Shoza grabbed the device Cassandra had brought. She powered on a small machine. A tablet for the lesson popped up. A section to input homework, books she would need to read. There was so much information. Shoza grabbed her own comte out of her bag and transferred the information. She preferred her own device, one that she trusted not to have a tracking device like the one Cassandra had brought most likely did. Once her comte signed 
up to the internet she typed in two words higher angel the entries were endless she hadn't realized heaven was so big warrior angels wa guardian angels ga angels higher angels ha sis there was so much she didn't know she hadn't even gotten to the terms lesion the collective the six the alliance that's what i get for avoiding angels for so long she said to chase she typed in a command for her computer to summarize the information so she received the basics in bite-sized parts Shoza read the information, absorbing everything, hungry to know what the planet that was half her heritage was. The Elder Council of Heaven, H.A. O'Shan, the, of the Madator family, spokesman of the Elder Council. H.A. Matthias of the Santi family. Shoza clicked on the hysterics. It meant the angel came from a powerful angelic bloodline, or what they commonly refer to themselves as highborn. He's part of a powerful angelic bloodline. Never would have guessed. H.A. Gabriella of, of the Ava family, hysterics. Pity, I thought she was the nicest one here. H.A. Zade of the Fowl family. Two hysterics. What is he, royalty? Born of two higher angels? Shock washed over her as she read what a double hysterics meant. Rogue. Even she knew what that meant. The entire universe. Collective worst fear was a rogue angel. There hadn't been one in over a thousand years, but it was spoken about in hushed and fearful whispers. Because when an angel went rogue, entire planets bathed in blood. No one knew why an angel went rogue. No explanation was ever given, just compensation to families who lost their loved ones, as well as, in most cases, their entire planet, provided they survived. Only a member of the Elder Council could kill or even attempt to fight a rogue. Apparently they were stronger than normal. Their power so deadly that in a fight to stop the rogue, the angels had nearly destroyed an entire solar system. And Shoza wondered if the angels never offered an explanation, because it proved a deterrent to most mortals and immortals alike. Whoever thought to challenge angelic might. Shoza shivered as she saw the pictures displaying what Zade's father had done to a planet, or what was left of it, with segments of rock floating fragmented in space. She clicked on his page. Zade's father had gone rogue after finding his wife murdered and his son mutilated. There was no more information, and Shoza felt guilty for her earlier thoughts. No wonder, she said to Chase, explaining about the odd urge to help. Zaid when she'd seen him. Chase sent her an image of apples of all colours, then the image of the inside of the apple. Yeah, everyone is the same inside, but no other mortal can destroy a planet. No other mortal can. An image of the, of the black apple tree, one of the rarest apple trees in the universe, because the thorns around the tree were as sharp as steel and grew over nine feet long. Very few mortals could get near one, which had resulted in the breed of apple almost dying out, since when it rotted, it was hard to help the tree. I get it, she said. Powerful people were very rarely offered help because most thought they didn't need it, but they were usually the people who needed it the most. Shoza took a deep breath before swallowing down. H.A. Seth, House of None. Shoza reread his family name a few times before slowly clicking on his name. There was no information. A tab at the bottom stated that Seth's parents were unknown. He's an orphan. Chase gave her the equivalent of a smug look. Just because he's an orphan doesn't mean... She looked back at the name. House of none. It sounded so cruel, like he didn't belong to anything. She stood up and went to the door, then hesitated. What could she say? She was sorry he had no parents, and that should they swap sob stories about being orphan children? Did he know anything about his family? Did he want to? She held still and listened. Her senses weren't as good as angels, but they were still very sharp, or enhanced, as Evan liked to say. She didn't hear anything. The room, my room is soundproof? She said to Chase. She sighed and exited her room cautiously. Seth's place really was absolutely glorious. The walls painted a soft gold that seemed to glow gently under the soft lights on the ceiling. Four medium-sized bookshelves made of beautiful red smoky wood housed numerous books. 
spaced in between where oil paintings were what could no doubt be other parts of heaven. A large fireplace dominated the left of the room. Two soft cream couches and an armchair sat around the fireplace. No sign of Seth. She looked down and saw a green feather on the floor. Was Cassandra trying to mark her territory? If so, the message was received loud and clear. She was going to graduate as soon as possible and leave this planet forever. She turned and went back into her room, no more looking into the Elder Council. She was going to study hard and not think about a certain immortal. Gone home with Cassandra and was most likely, okay, there was no need to add visuals. Shosa felt an urgent summons deep within her heart, the Lumina crystal calling to her. She closed her eyes and two voices entered her mind. Shosa, are you safe? Damien asked, his voice thick with worry. The safest, Shosa responded, an old saying they had from when she was young. Why did you leave the GC? If it is the mercenaries that wish to collect the reward for the safe return of the couple, then we can protect you, Valerie said. Damien's twin sister pays opposite in many ways. Where Damien was what people usually described as a free spirit, Valerie was serious and occasionally a little blunt. Shosa hesitated, linked as their minds were by the crystal, which was the only way they were able to talk over such vast distances, it would be difficult to evade the truth. I have retired as host and advisor for the GC, Shosa said. Retired? The, the twin said incredulously. Let me guess. It is to do with that secret you must keep from us, Damien continued, when Shosa hesitated. It was an open secret amongst them that there was something Shosa was hiding to keep them safe. And for the past few years, Damien and slowly Valerie had grown tired of her excuses for not telling them. So she'd allowed distance to creep up between them. Not seeing them took its toll on her, but she'd do anything to protect them, even if it was to cut them out of her life. The only reason why Nara knew that Shosa was a half-breed was because she'd found out when she was close to death, and very rarely shared her mind with other people, unlike the twins who regularly shared their minds with their advisors. It's not that I don't want to tell you, Shosa began, her tone placating. Save it, Damien said. I'm just glad you haven't been kidnapped again. That you are alive is all I care about, especially with... He cut himself off as Shosa sensed his grief. What happened? Shosa asked, feeling the depth of his grief sink into her. Damien hesitated, and Shosa felt a thrill of fear go through her. Val? Shosa prompted, her fear increasing, as she felt the full extent of their grief. Eight of high-ranking generals went to investigate these new weapons. The mission was led by Detective Levi. Shosa didn't hear the rest of what she said. Her shock so absolute, she almost lost the connection with the twins as she stumbled back. Her name was being called. It sounded far off. She looked down to see herself covered in vines. Calming emotions slowly infused her. She looked at Chase and shook her head. Shoshana, the twins said in tandem, the anxiety in their voice apparent. I'm fine, Shosa said, blinking, the sudden moisture in her eyes. Join us here in Valencia. We will send transport. Tell us your location, Valerie said. It was as close to a plea as Shosa had ever heard her use. I can't. I'm, I'm fine, Shosa said, beating back her grief with everything she had. You are not fine, Damien said, his anger replacing his grief. Do you think we have not noticed that you have not bothered to show up to any of the invitations or even visit Valencia? Dame, I... Shosa began, her voice plead, breaking. Keep your secrets and your distance. I barely recognise you, Shosa, and now you have left the GC. You think living like this is easy for me, Dame? I'm... Shosa snapped and cut herself off before she revealed too much. You're what? That's right. We don't know. And you know what? We no longer care, Damien said, and she felt him trying to disconnect from the crystal. Dame, wait, Valerie said. Shosa, I know how hard it is to keep secrets. We are royalty. 
Keeping secrets is in our blood. But this isn't about you and how you are distant. You have been distant for a while. And I've tried to put it down to how hard it was for you when Bilal lost his memories. How much working at the confession he seemed to ground you. But it was all a facade because even Nara and Evan called expressing their concern over your continued absence. Especially with the emergence of these new weapons. They wished to know if you knew anything. I did not know what to tell them. A luminar crystal links us. Yet... We are starting to feel like strangers, and I did not know if I could even come to you about these weapons. I'm sorry, Shosa said slowly, and part of her wondered if she could tell them now, or if Seth would pay them a visit. The idea of the twins forgetting who she was would be too much for her to bear. Until she graduated, she couldn't risk them knowing. But Levi, she'd lost Levi. Without saying goodbye, she'd left Levi thinking she didn't see him as family. She swallowed the lump in her throat almost dizzy with the grief she refused to feel yet. She had to avenge him. She had to. Chase sent her an image of dark green rings. Cassandra. I have information about the weapons. The angels are worried. She felt the twins pause. How do you know this? Damien said, his tone suspicious. And she could feel his need to protect rising. I can't say, Shosa said slowly. Obviously, Damien replied. What else do you know? Valerie said at the same time. Shosa filled them in on all she knew about the weapons. That is more than we know, Valerie said. And we have our best advisors looking into it. But as always, you seem to have a direct line to all the information in the universe. Shoza could feel Damien's need to make a joke, lessen the sadness they all shared. But his hurt over Shoza's absence was preventing him. And she almost broke and told them, wanting so desperately to mend the fences she had purposely broken. I have to go, Shoza said slowly. And she felt their disappointment as they both mumbled a quick goodbye before disconnecting. Levi, I will avenge you. This, I so swear, it is my oath to you, Shoza whispered fiercely and the grief she'd been holding back burst like a dam. Chapter 8. Lessons Shows her work with a start as her comte pinged. She cast about wildly, calming emotions, then a series of images drifted through her mind. Thank you, she said, and went over to hug Chase. He wrapped his vines around her, and she took a deep breath that smelt of petrichor. This wasn't the first time she'd woken up confused, disorientated, and wondering what planet she was on. It was, however, the first time she'd been forced to stay on a planet, and hadn't e hadn't even thought of an escape plan. She barely recognised herself, and it wasn't just because she was wearing navy blue leggings and long sleeve high neck of the same colour that reminded her of what beauticians on earth wore. It was a simple but well-made uniform, and she wondered how the clothes had gotten into her room. The words year one student was lost on her chest in gold stitching. Chase prompted her about the time when Shoza continued to stare down at the words, and Shoza glanced at him, her eyes smartening. Years of not crying once, and now every second is filled with tears she said, sniffling. Her eyes were already puffy from crying herself to sleep. Levi. She glanced at the letter he'd written her. She'd read it so many times. She'd blinked rapidly a few times before the need to cry ebbed. She took a deep breath before walking towards the door. She hesitated before opening it and almost knocked over an angel. Shosa sprang back as apologies flowed from the angel's lip. The red-haired angel was gazing at Shosa with a mixture of shock and curiosity. Chase sent calming emotions towards the stranger who started but didn't slam her mental shields down to block Chase's influence. My apologies, the angel stammered. Shosa had never heard an angel stammer, but then she'd never seen a more mortal-looking angel in her life. She reminded Shosa of Siobhan, one of her regulars at the GC, who travelled all the way from Ireland to confess to sabotaging her neighbour's love life, only to return and do it again. But despite the same creamy-coloured skin and flaming red hair, this angel was still, in fact, an angel, even diminished. Shosa could still feel the angel's power humming through the air, but her aura was all wrong. 
like Zayd's. There was a sadness around her, and judging from what could only be described as a cage on the angel's wings, complete with what appeared to be barbed wire, Shoza could guess that this angel had done something terrible. It's okay, Shoza said as the angel stared at her with wide eyes. What's your name? Janeri. I am Higher Angel Seth's maid. It's nice to meet you, Janeri. I'm Shoshana. That's Chase. Don't let him talk you into feeding him tonic water. He gets hyper, Shoza said slowly, her voice carefully modulated, because it seemed, though her mind could barely comprehend this information, that the angel was afraid of her. It's nice to meet you both, Janeri said, her voice soft, almost shy. I apologise for intruding. I assumed you would be at this and I'm sorry. Oh my goodness, Shoza explained, and Janeri jumped. Shoza put up her hands in surrender. I'm, um, I'm going to class. Hopefully I'll see you later, Shoza said. Janeri nodded mutely, her oceanic blue eyes still startled. Shoza raced out of Seth's apartment. The corridor was mercifully empty. She ran to the teddy bed, her mind reeling. A shy angel? What next? No sooner had she thought the words when she teleported to the north side of the academy, where her first lesson, History of he Heaven, would take place. She was surrounded by angels. Wingless angels. She assumed they were angels because they stared at her with that haughty, entitled look of those used to having their words obeyed, but there wasn't a single pair of wings in sight. She made her way to her lessons in a kind of trance, staring and being stared at. Utter silence when she walked into the room, and she felt the eyes of her fellow wingless angels on her as she slid into an empty seat in the middle of the room. Shoza kept her gaze averted and only looked up when a voice called the class to, to session. An angel with alabaster skin and wings of a deep brown met her gaze, his revulsion evident. Ah, our nearest neophyte, the half-breed. I trust you're all caught up, he asked. I only received the reading material yesterday, Shoza said, attempting to keep the incredulity out of her voice. She'd missed an entire semester, and he'd expected her to catch up in one evening? I'm at a loss as to what this means. How long does it take a half-breed to read? He said, and the class sniggered. As long as I'm sure it takes everyone else, Shows retorted. A charged silence followed her pronouncement. Then the teacher smiled, his beautiful face suddenly turning sinister. He gestured for her to walk towards him. Shows got out of her seat slowly, wondering if angels had corporal punishment. Let's start with the basics, shall we? The angel said. What region of heaven are we currently in? Volteria, Shoza said. Good. The half-breed isn't completely inept. The class laughed. What is an inhabitant of this planet called before they graduate? Caribbean, Shoza said sarcastically. But the teacher nodded. Perfect. A smile that was all teeth, yet didn't hold even a hint of humour. How long does it take to graduate as an angel? Um, she hadn't even read that far. In fact, she'd gotten absorbed in the inner workings of highborns and rogue angels. Hell, she hadn't even realised angels were referred to as anything but angels. I don't know. Such a simple question. You enrolled in the academy, and yet you do not even know how long it will take, teacher said. You are half mortal. You do not have all the time in the universe. Can anyone here answer the question? Every single hand shot up into the air. He pointed to an angel with white blonde hair. Five years, provided one does not have to repeat the year, Professor Daz, the blonde said, flicking her hair over her shoulder and looking at Shoza with contempt. Thank you, Lillian, Daz said. Would I be within my right to punish the half-breed with ten demerits for not knowing such a basic question? The resounding yes from every student almost made Shoza flinch. How does one become a guardian angel, Daz said. I don't know, Shoza gritted out. Daz turned his gaze to the class again. And again, every single hand shot in the, into the air. But Lillian answered. 
after the title of angel is earned, an angel must wait a minimum of 50 years to apply to become a guardian angel. For training to become a guardian angel takes at least 50 years. The guardian angel training program, or GAT. How does one become a warrior angel? I don't know, Shoza said. She just liked angels before. In this moment, she despised their kind. Class laughed, as did the professor, and Lillian's pompous voice filled the classroom once again. After the title of angel is earned, an angel must wait a minimum of 50 years to apply to become a warrior angel. The training to become a warrior angel takes at least 50 years through the warrior angel training program, or what? One must remain a warrior for at least 100 years before even applying to be a guardian angel, and vice versa. To become a higher angel, you must complete both. Daz finished off for her, since she was clearly too beside herself with laughter to respond. 30 demerits for your lack of basic knowledge. I would go on, but it seems as if you know absolutely nothing. Leave my class. Your ignorance offends me, he said. Shoza glared at him, her anger almost all-consuming, and it was made worse as she was perilously close to tears, and the idea of crying in front of an entire classroom would be too much humiliation, even for her. She went back to her seat and picked up her things before walking out of the classroom, trying to keep her breathing steady, attempting to understand how her mother had placed her in such a situation. And this to them was a mercy. She should be grateful that they hadn't killed her. She clutched her switchblade. It wouldn't make a dent on any of the angels, or even the wingless ones, but it calmed something in her, and the need to escape pulsed strongly within her for a long moment, so much so that she looked for a way out, as if she'd be able to scale one of the old stone buildings that appeared to be suspiciously similar to the buildings and even the layout of Oxford University on Earth. Escape was not an option, not this time. Not where she could be truly free if she graduated. She could really live her life unafraid of how, of every move she made. A very small part of her, and she would never admit it to Chase, was relieved at being caught. Constantly being on the run had worn her down. Her job at the GC was just about keeping her sane, but cutting herself off from her friends these last few years, after the, the disaster that had been her one and only relationship, was draining and she was glad to stand unafraid of capture in the open, even though where she was standing was on a planet whose inhabitants hated her. Well, even if they hate me, they still have to teach me, and the sooner I graduate, the sooner I never have to see a single angel ever again, she thought vehemently. She went back to Seth's apartment that was mercifully Seth-free, but wasn't empty. She'd forgotten about Janeri, who was still in Shoza's room talking to Chase. My apologies for my continued presence here, Janari said softly. She stood up and made to leave as she walked towards the door. Chase sent soothing motions to them both and Shoza swallowed her anger at the way she'd been treating. Her instinct sparkled to life. This ability had some timing. It couldn't have warned her that her teacher was an asshole. No, instead it wanted her to get entangled with the people of this planet. Don't go, Shoza forced herself to say, because no, this planet wasn't going to break her. And at least listening to people's problems and advising them was something she could actually do. I wouldn't want to impose, Janari said hesitantly. You're not imposing, Shosa said and gestured to the sofa in the room. Janari perched on the edge and they sat in silence for a long moment. I can help you with your studies, Janari offered timidly, looking at Shosa between her curtain of red hair that was hiding most of her face. You will, Shosa said cautiously. Janari nodded. It's not safe for you here on this planet. Many are plotting against you despite what the archangels have decreed and I... She hesitated. I know what it means to be different on this planet. 
Rose's gaze strays to the painful contraption that held Janeri's wings captive. I couldn't ask that of you. You're not asking, Janeri said, her voice a little stronger. I am offering, and I've heard you do the same when you're as host of the GC. You listened? Shosa said, as the threat of tears emerged again. Yes, you have been so very kind to others, I feel honoured to be able to help you in some small way. If, of course, you don't mind. Of course, Shosa said, and I'll find a way to repay you. There is no need to repay me, Janeri said. Now I shall borrow a line from you. Ask me anything and I shall endeavour to provide you with the best answer and best advice that is within my capabilities. Shosa smiled. She said those lines so many times. Why are trainees wingless? It is a complicated story. Could I get the edited version? Janeri nodded. Are you familiar with the Rogue Wars? Shosa nodded slowly. Everyone in the known galaxy was familiar, or rather petrified, of heaven's bloody history. Five rogue angels, the most in remembered history, banded together trying to take over the universe and almost succeeded. They were thwarted, but it had come at a steep cost. Billions of mortals died, and the angels suffered heavy losses. A fifth of the population of heaven gave their lives to stop the rogues. It was the worst, most shameful time in our history. Trying to rebuild was difficult because... Well, there is a belief that only angels who love true can give birth, Janeri said, pushing her hair out of her face. Shows a raised an eyebrow. That can't be true. Janeri shrugged, making her, her hair cascade back into her face again. I don't know, but infant mortality rate was very high. The elder council were desperate and proposed an idea to give a serum to the expecting mothers to ease the birthing process. Making the babies wingless. Not just wingless, near mortal. It's not just wings that were taking away, but strength, rapid healing, heightened senses, and the ability to produce angel fire. But it worked. More children were born, and they were named Heaven's Children, or Cherubs, instead of angels. It became law to take the serum and leave the cherubs as they were so they could enjoy their childhood and teenage years for a few decades before they were given another serum to unlock the full potential of their DNA. Hold away. Decades, Shosa said. It did explain the high school vibe of the class. Going through puberty for a few years had been hard enough. She couldn't imagine what it would do to her psyche if she had to endure being a teenager with teenage hormones for decades. Yes, Janeri said. She had a sweet, lulling voice that was oddly compelling, and her face lit up as she spoke, and Shosa wondered if she'd been a professor before her punishment. Certainly she was a much better teacher than Daz. Cherubiums are teenagers from the ages of 18 to 80. A long time even amongst the mortals. When they turn 80, they have until they are 100 to graduate and drink the serum. Any older and it will not work. Shosa flinched and Janeri looked at her questioningly, but Chase understood. The idea of no longer being wingless had been so close. She'd missed it by nearly three decades since she was 128. But then again, she was only half angel. Cherubians, whatever they were called, it might not have worked. She tried to tell herself all of this, but it still burnt being so close to something she thought she'd made her peace for never having. Shoshana? Janeri asked, her voice timid once again, her entire demeanour cautious and resigned, as though she was waiting to be snubbed, her eyes guarded and hidden behind her hair once more. Shosa's curiosity at what could have happened to Janeri almost made her ask, but years as being the host of the GC stopped her. When Janeri was ready to talk, then Shosa would listen. Can you explain some of these terms to me? The collective, the lesion, there are so many. 
Shoza asked, getting out her comm tee and typing in the keywords she needed to know if she was going to pass her upcoming exams. Janeri hesitated, her gaze a mixture of concern and curiosity, but she said, Every member of the Elder Council has to have a lesion. High Angel Seth has the most five warriors and five guardians. This includes his second warrior angel Cassandra, his second in command or second. Like his personal guard, shows arcs glancing down at the image of Oshan's lesion. Eight angels, all ridiculously good looking. The image felt more like an ad campaign for perfectly tailored clothing because seriously, where did the angels get their stuff? Some descendant of Oswald Boating? No higher angel needs protection, Janeri said, her eyes wide, as though the idea of a higher angel ever needing protection was incomprehensible. They are in charge of the area of the universe. Higher angel Seth controls. They aid him in the protection of his area. The universe, Joseph said, unable to keep the awe out of her voice. I have advised people who can barely keep rule over a country, let alone a planet or even a solar system. I can't imagine having to keep over parts of the universe. Seems like a job for more than 11 people. Janeri smiled. We are not ruling over them. We are guiding them, offering help only when it is absolutely necessary or when the Federation asks. That is the will of the Archangels. Shoza's brow frowned. It almost sounded like angels weren't allowed to help mortals unless they absolutely had to or were asked. And even though she really wanted to chase down that line of questioning, there was still so much basic knowledge she didn't know. She reluctantly glanced back down at her comte. What about the collective? From what I'm seeing here, it sounds like the seer's equivalent to the Elder Council. But how is that possible? Don't the Elder Council oversee all the angels in heaven? Shoza said, her eyes still in her comte. There was so much information and her professor had expected her to learn all of this in one evening. They do, but the seers are a little different. Their prophecies protected. A few angels have foresight, but to be recognised as a seer, they must be part of the collective. Their vision's powerful enough that they may see things that even the archangels might not. Sounds like they are subspecies, Shoza said, trying to imagine the sort of being who could see so far into the future that even the archangels would struggle. It was a scary thought that amount of power and now it made sense that they were part of something different they that they lived in the archangel's residence unlike the other entries there was no images of seers just their symbol which looked like the earthling symbol of Emniscu. in a sense they are different they are not educated at the academy but by other seers that sounds lonely shoza said glancing up and Janeri nodded her hair had fallen back into her face again but shoza still saw the moisture in her eyes I kind of know about the six, seven countries, sorry, regions in heaven and every region has a spokesperson and that spokesperson relays information back to the Alliance. Is the Alliance like the Senate? The Alliance is supposed to be a Senate for the entire planet, but instead it's made up of angels from powerful bloodlines and they dictate what goes on in heaven. 50 of them that think they speak for us all when really they speak for themselves and the interests of highballs. Janeri said, her voice hard, and shows a sense more than saw the anger she was trying to hide as she tucked some of her hair behind her ear. There was a moment of silence before Janeri seemed to shake herself and said, I am, um, I mean, my apologies. The lights are for all the people. They res- represent us all. Shall we move on to your lessons? Is there something that has piqued your interest? Okay, shows a thought, and her eyes strayed to the contraption on Janeri's wings. Clearly the Highborns weren't a fan of things and Shoza wondered again what she could have done to deserve such a public and painful punishment. 
constellation sounds interesting, Shaza said with a forced nonchalance. But Janari looked relieved and even gave what could have been a ghost of a smile. The class is designed to help trainees understand the different planets registered with the Universal Federation, as well as the various affiliations and political alliances and cultures. Interesting, Shaza said thoughtfully. Guardianship? I would liken it to psychology and sociology. It will aid in giving advice to your future charges, Janeri said, continuing to relax. I'm going to get charges, mortals to look after. It is mandatory for all angels, Janeri hesitated before saying. Just like the advice you would give out when you were the host of GC? I guess so. What about biology? Basic information on the anatomy of different species and subspecies in the known universe. I would stress the word basic. There are billions of species in the known universe, so they expect you to know a few thousand only. History of heaven? I already know. What about history of the known universe? Shows are asked. HU gives you an understanding of the development of various planets in the known universe. Weapons training and combat, I'm sure you know, is a mixture of various forms of martial arts from the known universe. The last one is linguistics. The study of all languages in the Universal Codex. That may take some time. I know them all, Shosa said absently, scrolling to the other lessons. She glanced up when Chase prompted her to find Janeri staring at her. That is impressive, Janeri said, pushing her hair out of her face again. There was so much of it reaching well past her waist and Shosa wondered if she grew it to hide the painful cage on her wings. The sooner you learn, the sooner I can leave, Shosa joked. Janeri nodded, her face serious. She hesitated before saying, You do not realise just how dangerous this place is for you. Why do you say that? Shosa asked a little nervously at the focused look on Janeri's face and she felt Janeri's power press into her as she tucked her her hair behind her ear and leaned forward. Because you are not afraid of me or any angel as far as I can tell. All mortals and some immortals would be intimidated at the very least at the power I'm pressing into you, at standing in the room of truth, but not you. I do not know if it is your ignorance of our kind or if you have simply dealt with so many powerful mortals that has made you feel comfortable to be in the presence of powerful beings. Shinari said, and Shosa felt her power innocent. Maybe it's a mixture of both, Shosa said. And anyway, isn't it better that I'm not afraid? Better you know that something is dangerous and you tell yourself not to fear it than be fearless because you don't realise that you should be afraid, Shinari said, and stopped abruptly, her hand going to her hair to untuck it from behind her ear, so it fell covering her face again. I'm sorry, I, I don't know why I said that. I don't want you to fear Angel. I just do not want you. Don't worry, Shosa said quickly, as she realised that her ability was most likely making Janari reveal truths against her will. I know most mortals worship angels like gods. Immortals esteem them, and the Galactic F- Federation always defer to your judgement. Angels are the rulers of the universe. I know that much, but I also know that your kind is notorious for how harsh and extreme some of your punishments can be to wrongdoers. Janeri smiled hesitantly, but her eyes were confused. What punishments have you heard? I heard that an angel boiled a human alive for almost spilling his drink on her wing. I believe the human, because she was drunk at the time when she told me. Janeri shook her head. That is a mercy. You do not know the cruelty angels are capable of. Most mortals never witness it because they are so far beneath our notice. Strangely, only angels or very powerful mortals ever get a glimpse. I do not want to condemn this place to you. It is half of who you are, and I do love my home planet, but it must be seen for what it is, especially to those who are not socially acceptable. A hard edge entered her voice as she said the last words. If I was not bound to this place because of my punishment, I would leave. 
You would leave heaven just because other people don't accept you, Shoza asked incredulously. Yes, Shinari said. Images drifted into Shoza's mind from Chase, showing her instances where she'd done exactly that. The last image was of her leaving the GC. Hold on, wait. I didn't leave. I was kidnapped, Shoza said telepathically to Chase. An image of her duffel already packed, having never really been unpacked, even after she'd lived on Earth for four years, always ghosting out of town. That's not the same thing. I had to leave to protect others and... An image of Nara, Damien, Valerie, Ivan, Kweku, powerful people who she was friends with that she'd left. Okay, fine. I'm surprised you're encouraging me to leave. I thought you wanted me to see this place as a home. Chase explained that he wasn't... He wanted her to understand that the fear that drove Janeri also drove her. Maybe they could find common ground. You're such a sucker for a sob story. An image of a mirror. Shaza laughed and Janeri looked at her curiously. Chase likes to call me out on my BS. It's annoying. Being near him calms me. I do not believe I've spoken quite so much in over a year. Janeri blinked as though surprised at her own words. Chase urged Shoza to tell Janeri about her angelic ability. You most likely are accustomed to people reading things to you. Perhaps that is why, Janeri said. Then she paused again, as though she was trying to stop herself from saying something. Actually, Shoza began again. She didn't know why it was so difficult to get the words out. Maybe the idea that people had only ever confided in her because her ability had compelled them to didn't sit right with her and she wondered if she'd ever earned anyone's trust the right way and if she would ever again if they knew what she could do i can compel the truth from you it's an angelic ability i'm not doing it on purpose i don't actually know how it really works i only learned about it this week i've gone my entire life thinking that people confide in me because they wanted to not because well i made them shows admitted quietly that is a rare and very powerful ability, Janeri said, and it seemed like she was afraid. Shoza nodded, and a silence stretched between them. By the archangels, you can help with the Hoxa problem, the weapons, Janeri blurted out. Your compulsion is so strong, it has reached the third layer of my shields, and I did not even realise. But it is suddenly more potent. You are attempting to not use it, yes? Shoza nodded, but her mind, or really her instinct, suddenly seemed to sit up at the mention of weapons. For once, Shoza agreed. She had to avenge Levi. She needed all the information she could get her hands on about these weapons. That will only make it stronger. It is the nature of an active power to be active. At Shoza's uncomprehended look, Janeri smiled and said, So much you do not know, but know this, Shoshana. I confided in you because you put me at ease. Chase too. Thank you. You don't have to. It is the truth, as you well know, Janeri said. How can I help with weapons, Shoza asked, her instincts urging her to find out more information. It felt so strong, almost like a voice inside her head. Angelic ability or not, having a voice inside her head whispering to her would be creepy. Janeri hesitated. I'm, I'm not supposed to know, I'm just a maid, I... That means you're the best person to hear things, Shoza said. Trust me, I know what that feels like. Janeri's eyes watered and she blinked hard. I take back what I said before. You must remain on this planet. We shall find a way to make it safe for you. Shoza smiled. That may be a stretch. Tell me what you know and maybe we can form a plan. Janeri hesitated before divulging what she knew and Shoza felt focused and calmed as she devised a plan that could work. Advising and planning was her forte. Here at least she could be on equal footing with an angel. In her element, she didn't feel like an outsider, a prisoner or even a half-breed. Very good at this, Janeri said almost an hour later. I always wondered when you advised people on air, you always spoke as if you had first-hand experience risking your life in such daring ways. 
This is not your first time doing a mission like this. Shoza couldn't help smiling. I have had practice. It's a shame it's all talk, though. I do not understand, Shinomi said, running a hand through her hair to pull it out of her face. I don't work at the GC. I'm not an advisor anymore, so... Shoza shrugged as Janari just stared at her. You're a senior shadow advisor to the Galactic Federation. The mortals with power seek out your advice from across the universe. So shadow advisor means nothing on this planet since clearly everyone knows, Shoza said more to herself. That is different. You said so yourself. These are immortals and there are angels. Should be afraid. Not afraid, Shoshana. Just prepared and aware. Either way, I'm not advisor anymore, Shoza said firmly. She hadn't forgotten her oath to Levi. She'd make sure the information got to the twins, Evan, Nara and Kweku. Whether or not, is the advice you are to give still not sound? Janari asked. Yes, Shoza hedged. Then you are still advisor, Janari said. She was standing now, her voice strong, as she pointed at Shoza. Then she looked down at herself and started, before quickly, quickly sitting, her hands flying to her face to rearrange her hair. And Shoza noted that she made sure it fell over her wings. I apologise for that outburst. Shoza bit her lip trying to hide her amusement. A part of her still found it odd how someone so powerful could be so unsure of themselves, and yet she'd known it to happen. The first time she'd met High Priestess Venara, she was unable to shift into any of her spirit animals, and the prospect of dying had not been an unappealing one, despite the fact that she was ruler of an entire planet. Don't apologise. I mean, you did say that the Elder Council are desperate enough to try anything, Shoza said. Her instincts again urging her to speak. Jeez, I've got this. Okay, no talking to yourself, especially not to some angelic ability. The Galactic Federation have formally requested help from the Elder Council, but the Council are yet to respond because they know nothing. And while with Guardian Angel Zachary's recent confession and the increase in immortal deaths across the galaxy, it's important for the Elder Council to be seen as strong. It is important for mortals to never question angelic might. To keep those pesky immortals in check, Shoza said, remembering Seth's words. Janeri laughed. Not all mortals are pesky or even immoral. And I always loved the idea that my charges always knew that if they fell, there would be someone there, if not catch them, but then at least cushion the blow of their landing. Janeri gasped. I'm sorry, Shoza said, realising that Janeri had most likely spoken truths she might not have wanted to share. Don't apologise. I just... I'm admitting to things that I didn't even realise I was thinking. It's nice to know that I have not lost all hope. I'll hold on to that positive attitude, Chosen said, smiling. I sense High Angel Seth's arrival, and I think you should tell him about this idea. Me? She nearly said her eyes wide. But you have done all the planning. You are the advisor, and... and I would never have... I would have no plan without the information. And my instincts are telling me it should be you, Chosen added absently. It seemed to be the magic words, because despite the fear in Janari's gaze, she nodded. Chapter 9. The Seer The Seer lounged on a chair, his feet propped up on a small velvet stool. His wings were currently being tended to by four guards, two on each wing. His cell looked more like the inside of a luxury spa, and had always been this way with Seers. They traded predictions for favours. The more valuable the predictions the more they asked for, and it appeared that this seer in question had predicted certain things of great importance. He plucked a goose egg from his array of snacks and bit into it, his gaze brimming with knowledge as he gazed at them all. Xander had always despised seers. They knew the most, yet did the least, unless, of course, the Elder Council pandered to them. 
Then they gave cryptic messages that usually couldn't be deciphered until it was too late. Such was their way. From the self-satisfied and smug look the seer gave Xander, he most likely knew his thoughts. We would, Fatima began again. Need my help? The seer said. I know. So what is my answer? The seer continued, delight entering his gaze. I grow tired of these games. Yes, we are all aware you know what we say before we shall say it, Sander seethed, reaching the end of his patience. The seer had been finishing off every sentence they spoke, his delight increasing the more they spoke. Will you help us or not? The seer remained silent. His gaze suddenly shrewd. It is for the good of the universe, Rashida said slowly. She'd said the least, leaning against the wall, her gaze watchful, her hand on the weapon strapped to her hip. You are not doing it for the good of the universe. This is about revenge for the higher angel that captured you, the seer said. You speak as though you do not wish for revenge yourself, Xander challenged. The seer narrowed his eyes before snapping his fingers. The guards waiting on him left. The seer gained his feet, his near-translucent wings flaring wide for a moment. Revenge is temporary, unfulfilling. You do not care, he said, and his gaze landed on Rashida. I have seen the sands of time. We have given too much power to these immortals, and they... The seer turned his head as if they'd rehearsed this. Fatima began to speak. They have glutted themselves on the scraps of power and responsibility we have given them. These other lesser immortals have attempted to learn from our ways, but the truth of the matter is, no one can lead us. We must take back control of the universe. Our plan with these weapons is already in action, but it is not enough. What did you see when you pierced the veil of the future, Cassiel? Rashid asked, leaning forward, her eyes suddenly alive with an unnamed emotion. Chaos. Cassiel admitted, and he looked disturbed for a moment, before ma masking it under his calm facade once more. He sighed. The half-breed? Rashida prodded. On that we can agree. Her presence on heaven, her acceptance by the Elder Council. The seer said, his antipathy towards them apparent by the sudden scorn in his face. It has the ability to undo the very fabric of the universe by introducing doubt into mortal minds. This is unacceptable. The collective know this, yet as always they do nothing. Rules no longer bind me, my revelations. I shall aid you and see your vision come to fruition. He held his hand out to Xander. You will get your revenge one way or the other. Xander grasped his hand. A vision entered his mind, one of him standing over Seth, who looked broken and bloody. Xander's lips curled, and if he'd had any doubts about the seer, they quickly evaporated. Chapter 10 the plan for Hoxha. Shoza watched as Seth paced his living room, his wings drawing her attention every time they shifted. Shaneri had just finished filling Seth in on Shoza's potential involvement on acquiring information about the new weapons from an arms dealer in Hoxha, who'd been catapulted at the top of the food chain by being one of the few suppliers of these dangerous new weapons. Since Hoxarian minds were so precarious that if anyone attempted to forcibly read their thoughts, the individual's mind would erase everything which meant that Xarians, along with only a handful of other species, were technically immune from telepathic threats. Of course, it usually meant people just resorted to physical bodily harm to gain the information out of them. But then Huxarians were notorious for deriving pleasure from pain, which is where Shoza came in. She merely needed to ask them and they would be compelled to tell the truth. A relatively simple mission, save for the number of guards she'd have to get past, and did not walk up to Carlos Gem and ask for favours. It's a sound idea. Seth said, pinning Janeri with a look. She blushed and looked down, her hair covering so much of her face that she resembled Cousin It from the Adams family. This plan may very well be a little too unorthodox for certain members of the Elder Council to accept such help. 
Shoza, who stood in stunned silence as Seth had actually listened to the entirety of what Janari had said in what appeared to be a thoughtful and even speculative manner, felt her face heat up and her temper rise as Seth's gaze settled on her. Higher angel, you above all have always encouraged occasionally stepping outside of the perceived notions of what should be done so as to do what must be done, Janari said, and even though she could not meet Seth's gaze and her voice shook, her words were firm. Immortals and mortals are alike are dying. If we have the means to uncover more so as to save them, then however unorthodox, the methods, if, if it does not harm anyone, then it is an avenue we should try. In what manner have I, above all, encouraged these methods? Seth asked, his voice so icily cold that Shosa wasn't surprised when Janeri took a step back, her eyes flickering upwards. She met Shosa's gaze briefly. Shosa nodded ever so slightly. She wanted to intervene, but her instincts told her to hold off, and she signalled to Chase to provide Janeri with a little more warm energy. The manner in which you became the youngest higher angel and subsequently securing yourself a seat on the Elder Council. No other angel has ever achieved such a fate, Janeri said. Seth smiled, and the effect was enough to leave shows breathless and turn Janeri a brilliant red. And as Seth met her gaze, his eyebrow lifting in a self-assured manner that screamed of male ag- arrogance and told Shoza he was very much aware of his effect on them both. Shoza was compelled to speak. Do you accept my help or not? Respectfully, of course, higher angel, Shoza said, purposely making her voice overtly and mockingly formal. Janeri turned to Shoza in complete and utter horror, and she opened her mouth to say something, then closed it again. Shoza knew that she was likely trying not to speak the truth. Shinari, is that something you'd like to add? Shoza asked politely, unable to resist teasing her. I, I must go. You have everything you need, if I may. Take my leave, higher angel. Of course, Shinari, Seth said mildly. And Shinari ran out of the room so quickly she almost seemed to blur. You have my thanks, Seth said, turning to Shoza, his gaze unreadable, but his words sincere. Shoza blinked, taken aback. You welcome? I hired Janeri for several reasons. The primary one was to help her find absolution. But of late, Janeri has been retreating into herself more and more. My futile attempts to stop this led me to believe she'd fall into Numa, Seth admitted, walking over to the fireplace and pressing a panel on the wall that opened to reveal a drinks cabinet. He opened a drink that resembled liquid gold and pulled two glasses. If this is the result of your unusual but sound advice then clearly your reputation is indeed well deserved one day with you and she's already spoken more than i've heard in months i can't take all the credit for this chase did help calm her shows his head slowly as she accepted the drink he offered her that he genuinely cared about Janeri didn't fit with the totalitarian image he had of him are you really going to allow me off planet to speak to carlos gem about the weapons she watched as he took a sip and carefully savoured the flavour. She didn't have to drink any to know whatever it was had to be very strong if it was made for angels. I've been in meetings for nearing 14 hours discussing these weapons and though our search into these weapons is new, it is thorough and yet we still do not have enough information to give the Federation. This is unacceptable. I've said running a hand through his raven dark hair, the strands falling back in place so his hair lay perfectly again because angels. The Elder Council have never failed and we will not start now, thereby alternative methods can be explored, and the Huxarian dealer is the only lead we've had. 
However, not all will agree that we sink to such drastic methods to uncover information, thereby suggest we keep this plan between us. Now is not the time to have a half-breed who is already disturbing the careful balance of this sacred planet also lead a mission? Shows arc sardonically, swelling her glass around. The content shimmered within. Seth tilted his head to the side as he regarded her, and he took a careful sip of his drink. It would serve you well to check your tone and watch what you say here on heaven, he said, and Shosa wondered if, he, if it was a warning or a threat. Or perhaps you are labouring under the delusion that since your mother is an archangel, you may do as you please in heaven without consequences. Certainly Professor Daz has given me a thorough report on the number of demerits you have accumulated on your first day alone. Is that a threat? Are you trying to intimidate me? Shosa said, placing her glass on the table. Nala, if I was threatening you, you would know. Seth said quietly as he leaned forward and she felt a thrill of fear go through her, followed of course by desire because clearly in her warped mind the two were linked. This is a warning. Demerits are taken very seriously here on heaven. They could prevent you from graduating. Perhaps you should remember this when dealing with my kind. We do not take kindly to insubordination. Shosa narrowed her eyes. Janari was wrong. It wasn't that Shosa was used to dealing with powerful mortals. It was that after being careful her entire life, she'd reached the end of her tether, and she'd sooner die speaking her mind freely than ever cowed to this arrogant race again. How your kind treat me has nothing to do with respect, and everything to do with a class system that I will never be part of because I had the audacity to be born a half-breed. They stared at each other for a long charged moment before Shosa was forced to look away, his power proving too strong for her to maintain eye contact. A strange look passed across his features as she looked back at him. I cannot determine whether you are utterly fearless or completely foolish, Seth said genuine confusion in his tone as his brow frowned. Only time will tell, Shosa said, and she let out a breath she hadn't realised she'd been holding. And it might have been her imagination, but it seemed like the high angel may have smiled. She picked up her drink and took a careful sip. It was smooth and reminded her of aged palm wine, but infinitely stronger, and a warmth spread through her entire body as she swallowed. That's the strongest drink I've ever had. Do not drink too much of it, he said, taking another sip. You will need to be alert on this mission. Carlos Jem was never known for his patience when he was a small-time dealer. Wealth and fame have only exacerbated this trait. I've been in worse situations and dealt with arms dealers far scarier than Carlos Jem. And anyway, I can protect myself. When do we leave? She said, her voice sounding a little too excited. What percentage is this drink? Two hundred? Forgive me if I do not think that switchblade you keep strapped to your thigh is adequate protection, he replied smoothly, as he swirled the contents of his drink around slowly. We can leave just after sunset. Shows a smile slightly. Okay, her imagination was definitely in overdrive because now it sounded like Seth was teasing her. You'd be surprised by how much damage a switchblade can do. Seth raised an inquiring brow and shows almost told him about her martial arts training, but stopped herself. Since he was clearly in a good mood, now was probably the best time to ask about her mother. If it would not offend Higher Angel... May I ask a strange question? Shosa said, modulating her words carefully. You may, Seth said, smiling. Why does no one know what the archangels look like? The smile slipped from his face, and his words were almost indifferent as he spoke. Archangels cannot and should not have personal attachments to stop them favouring one individual above another. They are too powerful. As you know, even the members of the Elder Council, who must occasionally speak with them, can never be privy to what they look like.
are referred to as the Archangels or the Nine. Seth finished off his drink. They go to great length to conceal their identity. Shoza frowned. It seemed like such a lonely life being an Archangel, speaking to few and being seen by even less. Why do you know what my mother looks like? Salathiel revealed herself to me long ago. Salathiel? Shoza echoed, turning the name around in her head. That was her mother's name. What did it mean? She had so many questions. Despite Seth's clear discontent, she was about to ask him more when she felt a strange feeling wash over her. Shoshana, are you... His words were caught off as he frowned and turned his head sharply from side to side. I have to go if someone is in trouble, he said, his wings already expanding, as he made his way to the balcony at a dead run. Chapter 11. Numa. Shoza wondered if she should contact Janeri. How she would even go about contacting Janeri, or maybe the other members of the Elder Council, she didn't know. She knew Seth wanted to keep her involvement a secret, but the more time they wasted, the harder it would be to find the weapons. Chase sent her an image of two golden thrones. I know, I know, but Dame is not going to be happy. She contacted the twins. It took a moment longer for Damien to connect. I have information about the weapons, Shoza said without preamble. By all means, fill us in, wise advisor, keeper of secrets. Damien said, his voice dripping with sarcasm. But Shoza could feel the hurt through their emotional link. Shoza hesitated. This was usually the part Valerie interjected and told him to take it easy. When she remained silent, Shoza quickly filled them in. They were silent for a long moment. Why is it you can't go? Damien asked, suspicion and concern colouring his voice. It's dangerous, Shoza said, and immediately regretted it as she felt both twins unease. Since when has that ever stopped you? You know what? I don't care. Damien gritted out. Thank you for this information, Shoza. We will update you as soon as we are done speaking with Carlos Jan. Valerie said, her voice formal. Please do, I'm working with others as well. Who? Damien asked. No, wait, let me guess. You can't say. I will update you. We are planning the funeral for our generals and Levi's funeral is in two weeks. His family have informed me that they cannot reach you to send you the invitation, Valerie said. Thank you. Send them my condolences. I can't attend, Shoza said. Shoza felt Valerie hesitate, her concern rising over her anger she seemed to rein her in her emotions and said instead i will pass them that message along as for carlos gem we shall see to the mission as always it has been planned meticulously it will be difficult without you but we both know how persuasive damien can be valerie said before both twins disconnect i will avenge you levi shows a promised i just wish i had done something sooner i wish i could do more chase sent her a picture of seth's comte shows was confused for a moment before she started to smile crafty. Shoza picked up her comte. She would have to be careful, very careful, but she could get the message to the right people. I'm really starting to think that my theory about being here on this planet has some merit. I mean, a loud crash sounded and Chase went on high alert. Shoza opened her door slowly and froze. Seth swayed, then with a gait that belied the amount of blood pouring from a large wound in his wing, sat down on the sofa. What happened? Shoza said, her voice urgent as she ran to his side, her hands hovering. I teleported newly graduated angels to the infirmary. They got it into their heads to try and investigate these new weapons. My energy stores are low. I'll have to go into Numa to stop my ability hurting anyone. Do not call for the matron. Her mind is not strong enough to handle my ability. He said. His voice sounded odd, hollow somehow. What happened to your wing? Seth looked down slowly, bewilderment entering his gaze as his wings spread wider as he leaned back. They shot me. Royce trolled off as his eyes closed with a finality that frightened her. Seth! 
shows a scream shaking him, then stopped as Crimson stained her leggings with a speed that told her Seth was losing too much blood, because even immortals could die. She didn't know what Numa was, but he had to come out of it right away. She ran to get towels to stem the flow of blood, her mind frantic as she looked around. Her eyes landed on the balcony, various colours in the night sky. No, not colours, wings. She ran to the balcony and screamed for help. Angel with wings the colour of gold, who looked especially close to the Earthling's version of the Greek god Apollo, appeared at the balcony. This blanched when he spotted Seth. Shows adjusted him impatiently inside. It cannot enter. This is High Angel Seth's private residence. I don't think he cares about propriety right now. He's too busy dying. You mistake me. I am unable to enter. There is a barrier. He put his hand close to the balcony, and Shoza could see that he met an invisible force field. Angels! she exclaimed. I don't know who can worry Angel Cassandra. I've seen her in here. I will call her at once, golden-winged Angel said, and he shut his eyes and focused. Shoza raced to chase who called her. A pale pink flower bloomed before her eyes. Thank you, she said, and crushed the flower before mixing it with water. She had just tipped the contents into Seth's mouth when a hand came around her throat and lifted her off her feet. What are you doing? a voice demanded. Shoza stared into enraged emerald eyes and and clawed at her throat. Trying to save Seth, Shoza spluttered. Reason seemed to return to the irate gaze, and Shoza felt herself fly through the air as Cassandra chucked her across the room. She hit her back against the foot of the stairs. The pain was nothing compared to the feeling in her neck. Her windpipe was nearly crushed together. She gasped for breath. Her eyes watered as she saw Cassandra rubbing Seth's wings. Shoza stumbled forward, her hand outstretched, when Matthias, Oshan, Zaid, and Gabriella teleported in. Voices fell on top of each other as they all asked her what happened. Teleported angels! Shoza squeaked out. She was losing consciousness. She saw Ashan walk over to Seth and place a gloved hand on his forehead. Then she started and removed her hands as his wings began to heal in a matter of moments. Gabriella knelt beside Shoza and touched her neck. Shoza took a deep, shuddering breath in as she was healed. Tell me again what he said, Matai said. His honey-coloured eyes focused pinning her with so much power that she was having trouble maintaining eye contact, and Shoza felt him trying to read her mind as the other members of the Elder Council surrounded her, hostile and powerful gazes pressing down on her like a physical brand. A strange look passed across his features as he and the other members of the Elder Council exchanged a look. No one said anything, but Shoza could feel the flurry of mental communications against her shield, the occasional brush against her own shields. Most likely, Machai is trying to read her mind again. After nearly ten minutes... Seth opened his eyes. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed. That was the other extract, the second extract of the Galactic Confessionary. Please tell me what you guys think of this. I can be found on socials, Creatively Anzi on Instagram, Creatively Anzi on Twitter as well. And I have my blog, Chocolate is the Only Cure. Please also support my project, The Circle's Her Warrior. It can be found on Crowdfunder. And all my socials also have details for it. Thank you. I want to know what you guys think of this story. It is a full-length novel, but as I said, I am reading out extracts. I will revisit some stories. Let me know which stories that you guys like the most. Next week, I am going to be doing the second part of um, the algorithm. So let me know what you think. This has been Creatively Anzi. Stories, plays, poems. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.